the one, the only, the classic Halloween. Halloween night. A small American town. Fifteen years ago. seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. I think he'll come back. Exploring uncharted territory. And totally charted. Just talk. Sure, sure. The only reason she babysits is to have a Halloween. Welcome to Waffle On Podcast, the Halloween edition. What are you what looking at me for? What kind of fucking voice is that? That was my, that was my semi-professional voice. Don't piss on my parade. I don't hear your voice when you've got a semi. <laughs> Look, I've been at work now for 11 hours. <laughs> I'm tired, man. Uh, you know, I'm med. Yes, Cal. And uh, let's get out of that way. We're doing this long. I should hope so. People have it. Randomly. Who are they? Two people listen to every week. The thing is, right, is that I'm kind of semi-conscious about, yeah. uh, not semi-game, but uh, semi-game, yeah. that we do get new listeners every now and again. Uh, and I feel like we should introduce her. Every now and again, I do try to add a little bit of professional. No, you know what we should do? Just have Rob Kay do us an introduction. <laughs> and we can just play it. Hey, we could do, couldn't we? Yeah, Rob Kay. Do us an introduction to the waffle on thing and we can use it when we when he's feeling tired. Give yeah. us a backup like emergency we broadcast. We've like, had, you know that you get like when you're like the the time of nuclear like... war, right? We can do it and we can press it when our voices go, you press the right emergency rub cable. <laughs> do you know what the emergency uh, BBC transmit programme is if the BBC have a problem? No, why is it? Dad's army. I suppose so, you know, get over easy. it all and yeah, together. Yeah, easy, easy comedy. It won't be threads. It won't be threads. Imagine that. So, welcome to our Halloween episode. 
Um, now, of course, before we crack on, we do have a Rob K email, Ooh. but I'm leaving that to the end of the show. Because I don't want people just listening to the Volcano turn up. Because yeah. <laughs> they would. Because we would. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I often do. <laughs> so, uh, uh, we're obviously going to talk about Halloween, but before we do that, uh, Cal, I just want to mention brief two things, actually. Um, I showed you a short film uh, the other day um, by, called Polterheist. Now, um, it's a crowdfunding program that's going to happen. Uh, it's a short film. which Have is, they got like a Kickstarter thing? Yeah, it's called like. Indiegogo. Yeah. which is on the email address along with this podcast. It's going to be on our Facebook page and on my Twitter account. Um, I really believe in this film. Cal, you quite liked it, didn't you? you I did like it. Really I liked did it. like it. Like I, said, like I said, it had its limitations, but that was mm-hmm. about time, weren't it? Time and funding. Fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, the, the lead actress is just stunning yeah, and cracking really how she can go yeah, from one. But I'm not going to say anything about it. Watch the film. It's called Polterheist. It's made by Dave Gilbank, uh, who runs Tadar Media. Um, it's an absolute cracking yeah, it's idea. It's not overly violent and gore. No, 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 it's not it's, like if you're young, younger or you don't like horror films. It's not, it, it, oh, it's no, not Evil no, Dead. No, no, no. There's, no, there's no, <laughs> nothing like that in there. There's no, it's not Walking Dead. No, no, uh, no. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, but there is, there's comedy in it. There's uh, a bit like the Goodfellas kind of thing. Anyway, I can talk about it, but I'm not. I'm going to let the director talk about it, Dave Gilbank, who's kindly uh, just uh, recorded a short little thing about his funding for this brilliant film so we'll play that and then we'll talk a bit more afterwards uh, hello everyone uh, my name's dave gilbank i'm the director of polterheist and the co-writer along with paul renard of the uh, short film polterheist um and i'd like to thank simon uh, meds for uh, welcoming me onto the waffle on podcast and it's um it's uh, it's an honor to be part of it so just a little bit about um polterheist it's um an 18 minute long horror stroke gangster stroke comedy film which has done uh, pretty well since it uh, was launched onto the festival circuit, the film festival circuit, since we released it in March in 2016. It's won uh, 12 awards around the world and screened, I think, up to about 40 festivals so far. So it's done really well, and it seems to have struck a chord with a a lot of people, um, and we're very happy about it. Um, If you haven't seen it, then I think uh, Meds and the gang uh, can supply you with one or you can contact me directly and uh, I can send you the YouTube link or the Vimeo link. And essentially it's about um, set in Bradford in West Yorkshire in a rundown section of the town and it's basically about two uh, gangsters, two low-level gangsters who um, have, through sheer stupidity, killed their uh, boss, their, their gang boss, because he had a whole lot of money hidden away from them. They thought that he was double-crossing them so they killed him accidentally and obviously they need to get this money they want to get this money so they come up with a great idea of kidnapping a clairvoyant or a psychic um to get her to 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 channel the the dead boss's spirit to find out where the dough's hidden and but unfortunately all they do is succeed in unleashing a very very uh, bad spirit a malevolent spirit upon them who uh, seeks revenge on them um, and you know, so it is a good film. Just a little bit about it. It stars some very talented actors. It stars Catherine Hankey, who's uh, won several awards now for her acting in it. Um, she plays the role of Alice, the medium, and Frank. And um, if you want to see uh, that, she, her, her performance is, is stunning and really is a standout. Um, Jamie Smelt, who stars as Boxy, is one of the dim-witted gangsters. He's also extremely good. And his partner in crime is uh, Tariq, which is, who is played by Sid Akbar Ali, another uh, Bradford-based actor. All these actors are based in West Yorkshire, I think Leeds and Bradford. The crew were all from Bradford um, and Leeds. And um, myself, obviously, you can tell from my accent, I'm not originally from West Yorkshire. I'm from a long way away, but I have lived in the Bradford area for 10 years or so. So, um, you know, it's very close to my heart. And we really tried to set out to capture that kind of Get Carter feel. We wanted to get a Get Carter sort of daylight sort of gangster feel with the rundown sort of um, everyday kind of gangster sort of stuff, you know, and the, the way they have their banter and stuff. But also we, I wanted to turn that round into the sort of capture a lot of that 1960s, 70s hammer horror stuff where it's all set during the day. So I didn't want to go down the cliche of having, you know, dark and foreboding stuff so we purposely set it out we sort of I guess the, the inspiration was kind of get Carter 
um, with a bit of red writing thrown in, and then you know, with with obviously with things like The Exorcist and The Shining, which uh, you know some of the the inspirations for me. Um, now, right now, due to its success, we're in the middle of. Um, trying to raise funds to make a feature film. And we've set the budget out at about £100,000. It's going to be very, very low budget compared to many other things. But we've got an absolutely sensational screenplay all set to go. We've um, Paul and myself, who wrote the, uh, the, the short film, have got together with a uh, local Leeds-based uh, playwright, Gemma Head, who's um, put her two penneth in, and we've come up with an absolutely dynamite screenplay and you know we just the, the, the feature film is ready to go we just need some money and um so we've got an indiegogo campaign which i'm sure uh i say uh, meds and uh, the waffle on guys uh would be kind enough to uh, give you the details of that um or you can email me directly and that's at dave at tada media that's t-a-d-a-h media.com if you want to find out more about how you can get involved there's loads of great perks um, you can come on as a, you know, you can get a role for a hundred quid. I think you can get to be an extra. Uh, you can buy the DVD. You can get a video on demand. You can get a download link. There's all sorts of things. There's even like video training and sound editing training, you know, if you're prepared to invest. But, you know, we are really looking for, forward for people who've got a passion for horror and a passion for cult cinema stroke cult television to, to be a part of it. And, um, you know, you're, you're all really, really welcome to, be, to get involved with Polterheist the movie um, and also just say happy Halloween to everyone um, hope you've got your costumes and all your sweets ready and as Linus said prepare for the great pumpkin because he's coming to the pumpkin patch near you thanks very much see you later so yeah so if you've got any spare cash hanging around uh, do uh, do um, you know invest in it because you get some great incentives I think as Dave said if you put 100 quid in I think you even get a role in the film like as an extra uh-huh. but if you're interested in filmmaking uh, he's also offered because he owns a production company, yeah. uh, producing a course, you know, a course, a, a lightning course, editing course, all this kind of stuff. So if you if you're starting out in film, where were these things when we were oh, young? Where well, were these you know, things? Waffle on uh, uh, behind this. So if you fancy doing it, say so all the links will be on the right. Facebook page and I think. Cal, before we talk about this actual film, before we actually get into the show, you, you I was unfortunately unable to go uh, one because you didn't invite me, um, but two because I was on holiday in Cornwall. You, you went and saw uh, an amazing thing. Please do uh, tell us about it. I went and saw the best person with the JC initials ever. Oh, Jesus Christ! No, no John Cocker. No, it's Cocker. John Carpenter. Ooh, ooh. Well, I put a bit on about uh, a bit on the waffle on about it because I'm, you know, I'm not a person who takes photos in thingy. No. And my wife was going, just take a photo. So I did it before they come on stage because I can't do that. I get embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like standing up and take. Uh, like, yeah. I was going, just take a picture. In case he points you out. I can't do. Yeah, I can't do that. So I don't want to take a picture of the empty lectern and that. That'd be all right. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Um, it was absolutely amazing. Like, now you know, I've been obsessed with John Combs for a very long time, haven't I? Oh yeah, absolutely. very long time. He was always especially that... Escape from New York. Yeah, especially Escape from New York. Right, the, you know, when I was a kid, you know, the, the local video shop when it was a bit more dodgy, <laughs> where it give you below the counter videos. I'm not talking. Hello. I'm not talking porn here. Hello. This is strange, really. You should have been probably would have got me further this in life. Escape from New Balls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway so that's when I got into my love of John Carpenter and I always loved the music but being a kid you don't really pay much attention to who does it or anything do you you just like the soundtrack and it was until I got older and started reading and mainly when DVD came out wasn't it you used to get amazing what if you remember? They're not as good I, as I, they're not good now. But when they first no. came out, they were brilliant, weren't they? But if you remember, when I, ga- I, I, I gave you loads of soundtracks and the ad all John Carpenter yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So and that was, and I thought, oh, you know. And then I heard about that in America in the last few years, he sort of give up acting, uh, give up directing, so to say, because he got pissed off and a lot of things happened to him. He's in his mid seventies now. He couldn't be bothered. Oh, but, yeah. but his son. It was the other keyboard player called Cody Carpenter. Ah, that's his son. Was right? he on the left hand side? Yeah. Right. Now he was. Playing his soundtracks everywhere. Because he said he had gun plan, he was playing as a DJ, he was playing them everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was loving them. Mm-hmm. He said, well, why don't you get you and your dad to do it? And he said, and he did. So we played in America and people were, were going mad well, for I it. I remember you telling me about Yeah, people that. were going mad for it, right? Because I'll explain more about the show in a minute. I won't go too much on this. Anyway, so he said, well, let's go and do it in Britain. Right. Last... Month he was meant to be doing a festival in London called ATP that I used to go oh, to. Oh yeah, yeah. The that went bust. Oh, right. The company went bust. So he just thought I'll book in some other shows, 
And that's why he booked him in a, all the places. He's Warwick Arts Centre. It's a strange place, isn't it? When you got yeah, Birmingham yeah. and all the big kind of Asians. I think it's harder to get into Birmingham. I just think, yeah, I think so. It's a bit cheaper, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, if things so, I thought I'll get a ticket. Uh, me and my wife, and I was going to ask you, but I knew you were going on. I, was in I knew you were going to Cornwall. Yeah. It was too much to pay, and because no one else would go. <laughs> um, so I went with my friend, and I, I can say it's one of the best concert experiences I've ever had. Uh, you know, mainly because it meant so much to me. But to see him come on stage, yeah, 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 and it's like, and my God, I'm ten minutes right. away from John yeah, Carpenter. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to all my life, and then to start out the first chords of Escape from New York, <gasps> and he had a big screen behind him yeah, yeah, playing yeah. all the bits of the film. Because he saw. Because I, I, when you told me about it, I, I to, to get in for this, not only this podcast, but I listened, really listened to the Halloween soundtrack. But I went onto YouTube and put John Carpenter Live 2016. One of the best things you could do, and then some, some cracking videos. Right? And I saw you escape from New York with the yeah. the two towers highlighted Amazing. in green. And Amazing! I'm so good. Like I said, is um, I went on thinking he's going to tour again next year. Oh well. I'm, so you want to try and go? Like, like I said, I think you know my wife who sort of likes John Carpenter by default because she's got no choice, <laughs> right? She's in the marriage phase. Yeah, she says, so, you know, come along because so you always get on about him. She loved it, so she went out and bought, like, two records and a T-shirt. Oh my no, God. my wife yeah. never does that because yeah. he was so good, because he was so cool. Yeah. He just stood there, bopping away. He's playing his keyboard, bopping away, chatting to the crowd. I, Brilliant. I, I noticed on the clip that um, I'd never noticed before. And it's funny because I thought I'd got a, you know when I get the which we'll play in a bit uh, the theme tune to Halloween which I've always been one of my favourite title right. scores, and I never really noticed the drum the dun, dun, yeah yeah dun, yeah dun, which he uses quite a lot actually I never noticed yeah, it until yeah. I watched it live yeah, yeah. I was walking going I don't remember that but then when I went and get the clip I thought because I've always concentrated on the ding 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 exactly ding, ding. you don't know you that's what it, that's what was brilliant live because it was a full band hmm. so and. Um, he used four bands at the time you know he only used like keyboards it was a full band and so you're watching him and you could see all going on obviously being older he doesn't he's in doing as much as he probably yeah, would have done obviously he's got the other people to obviously do to help yeah, him yeah, but yeah, I've got yeah. no problem with that he played like no when he played this, you know uh, Sorton Precinct 30 he did dang, dang, that was him yeah, yeah. now to see him doing and that I saw as well on the Escape from New York he's the one who does the yeah yeah kind of and it, like I said he did all the ones you want to hear well he played for an hour and 40 minutes yeah that's not bad is it time yeah and he played all the ones you want to hear uh, it was in sort of order and then he, he, he sort of little anecdotes between it not mm. loads like he said uh, he said oh, I, did, I did four friends with my best friend Kurt Russell and I was a bit of a in the crowd because everyone, yeah, loves, Kurt yeah, everyone loves Kurt Russell and then he played uh, Big Tommy Dick Chan he said that was our favourite together you know what I mean yeah, yeah. the DVD of that the commentary on that is cracking oh, no, like yeah, I said it's a pre-Matrix Matrix I think, I, think I think it's got to be yeah. said we, we are going to be doing a lot more John Carpenter yeah, it's, like I said and, he, and then he did stuff off these two albums he's got called Lost Songs hmm. he did the theme music as well even though that was Mar- uh, Maracone yeah, and he said that was Maracone he said that's Maracone but I said I love this music he yeah. said I'll just outwork it with and then he did Right the Way too, and then he did an encore, mm. and he did a brilliant thing. He come back on, and you played all the ones. You could even say, what's he come back? What songs are you doing now then? And he went, oh, I just want to say, um, uh, make sure you, when you leave, you look left and right, so you don't get run over by Christine, and he played the music <gasps> for Christine. Wow. It was amazing how he did it, because everyone goes, oh, yeah, it's Christine. Forget about and that. And the last song he did was uh, In the Mouth of Madness. Oh, that's that was a good film, Sam yeah, Neill. He, that, oh, he did that, was, he said that was my last score he did. Yeah. And it's, and it's what, like, is that, what was that uh, alien film we did? Uh, uh, well, did we, you've got ghosts and you get all these crap stuff and that, you know, I don't want to talk about them. Uh, it's like I did nothing <laughs> from Escape from LA. Even though I like oh, Escape from LA, it's not a bad beat. It's a shame she's in it, though. Kurt Russell's amazing, but it's just got some of the worst effects in it. Anyway. Yeah, that and that goes along with the same effects as Die Another Day. Yeah, it's just this day. It, but as like I said, if any, I don't know if a few people were talking to me on Facebook about it. Yeah. If ever Good you get the ch- if ever you get the chance, so like I said, if you don't if you don't mean anything, Joe, it's gonna be what's this old bloke planning? It was room? nice as well to see you put a post on Facebook that actually had spaces after yeah, the yeah, post yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, because it's usually did. I'm quite I'm all of a fucking stone. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, it's just such an amazing experience. Like I said, I've been thinking about it yeah, non-stop. Yeah, yeah. It's like the wife's going out next time already plan Friday <laughs> to have I'm doing the daily of Escape from New York and oh, the thing oh really yeah and I'm going to be planning my Friday night Actually, <laughs> I've, I've got a have I got a free Friday no I've got a free Friday in a couple of weeks I've got the whole day and um, I keep meaning I'm watching all of the um, 
Godfathers. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But then there's always something that comes up. Like the other day I was going to watch... I can't remember what it was now. Um, oh, God, what was it? I can't remember now. But I ended up, because I know I bought that big Harry Potter box mm. set, or the blue eye. I ended up watching every single bloody film. <laughs> all the extras as well? I've still got four discs yeah, of them to watch. Oh, no, I'll watch them. Oh, I love man, it. not stuff about bloody costume. I love it. It's just really oh, I love it, man. Tell me how you make that wand. I'm fascinated by that. I'm a proper gamer. Yeah, Redmine was on Grand Norton talking about yeah, it. Yeah, he was on talking about it. I'm that. not going to go and see that. I mean, I've got nothing against it. It's fine. But I can't. the reason why I love the Harry Potter films because I read all the books. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, I can kind of, con- not connect to it, but I got an association. Yeah, yeah, because you know. I think you, your your enjoyment of um, going to see John Carpenter was exactly like when I got to see Roger Moore. Mm. And I was in the first row sitting opposite him thinking, I'm sitting opposite Roger Moore. Yeah, yeah. And you think, you're never gonna, I'm never going to see him again, really, realistically. But I'll tell you what I mentioned about John Carpenter. When you first said about it, and you said, should you try and get a ticket? And he went to you, and then you thought, oh, come on. And do you know it. what? There, there was, was a seat was, next to Ray, oh, empty, man. one seat. There was quite a few seats at the back, actually. Yeah. When I went to look at it, I was thinking, that's yeah. I was thinking, you know why? I reckon loads of people were looking, thinking... Oh, it's the music of John Carpenter. It's not, not John... realising yeah, it's yeah, John it's Carpenter. Not, you know. It's like the excitement in the place, yeah. right? It's like, I think you're right. I think man, people couldn't get around the red. It's, it's, John, it's John I've Carpenter. never saw Sunny Snake Pliskin t-shirts in one place <laughs> in my life. But after, there was a massive scrum afterwards to buy all, all the stuff that bought, all of it. Oh, really? All of it. That's sometimes it's worth buying before. But, you know, another thing that made me think that, um, that we, we grew up with directors like this. Now... There's not, you know, these directors aren't around anymore that are that passionate about, and yeah. sort of the Vivi John Carpenter's anti-Hollywood, that's what I like about him, right? That he never played the game, and that's why he never really made, he's never made loads of money in his life, I his think, films have never really done that well, done yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. but it doesn't matter, because he said, he's, there's a brilliant thing, he said, I'm not, emba- I'm, I'm not embarrassed to say I love horror movies and science fiction movies, yeah. that's why I make them. And I thought, yeah, I wish more directors these days had made films they actually like. I think, I think there's only a couple of films like that that come straight to mind, <laughs> no, I can't remember, it's the one we were talking about earlier, Ben Wheatley. Yeah, but yeah, the, uh, the, I think there is a few cool, Shane Meadows. Yeah, I think there is a few cult ones around. But I mean, we grew up with you know, women of people are into Romeria, mm. or you know, all people are into Joe Dante, mm. or people John, you know, Landis and Spielberg, mm. and all these films. And I think the last one like that to me was Quentin Tarantino. Where if you look into now, you love all his stuff and you want to get obsessed with it. What? Who is there now? Who mm. is that? There yeah. ain't no one about. No, no, I mean, I think Harold Ramis was a little bit like that. As yeah, well, yeah, they definitely had a Ramis. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, all them kind of people like they love what they did like Harold Ramis he's like a proper film nerd isn't he well, he, when was. It, well was yeah but <laughs> he was like a proper film nerd all these people John Landis some of film nerds yeah. and the main thing like Spielberg you just knew these people when they get like Martin Scorsese isn't it Martin mm. Scorsese he said when he's when he's not working he's watching films that's his life well that's it I mean you know I mean, I mean if I look at us we went to I mean I know you, you're a regular cinema mm. go every week but there was a point when we, was a co- we didn't go to college because we spent too much of our time watching films. I, I listened to uh, the Nerdist podcast earlier on. And it was Martin Short being interviewed, right? And you forget how great Martin Short is from you know, the mm. Canadian Saturday Live and stuff. But he was doing exactly the same thing. He was saying about the exact same thing about especially how important Harold Ramis was. But also, he was saying that one of the only actors who kind of like still holds any kind of like not really give a fuck, but does can, whatever port- role he plays. Um, is always slightly different, or is always different. Is Bill Murray? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when you think about oh, it, yeah, but, yeah. but sorry, also the most realistic character. You believe that every character that Bill Murray's played. If you yeah, think yeah, about yeah. it, you can imagine being alive. Uh, yeah, and you think about Bill Murray. His characters are different. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah People yeah. think he's playing the same. He's playing Beckman and everything. No. no, no, that was just the character he played in that. Because I watched. Tell what I watch. It's like I watched recently. I watched Stripes again. <laughs> yeah. Right? Not he's as good a, as you remember. No, it's not. But he's horrible in it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not doing the Sarky stuff. He's not doing that. No, no, no. But I think you're right. I think he's probably... That's why people love him so much. Yeah, I mean, my favourite Bill Murray film, uh, he's lost in translation. I think he's acting in that. He's superb. Um, yeah. Scarlett Johansson is... Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, right, let's uh, talk about the film. Yeah, yeah, waffled on pretty well. So, of course, we yeah, we do have a Rob K email. You're getting that at the end. But, Cal, what do we always do before we waffle on? We play a great theme tune.
Okay, so obviously this is a film directed and written by John Carpenter uh, and also Deborah Hill. Yeah, like I said, she don't get a lot of. No, she no, don't get a lot of. We'll it's, I about. think it's like the male-dominated nerd world. People forget he was a co-writer and a yeah. co-producer. Yeah. That's what made his film so good because all the women in his films are really, really good. Yes. That's yeah, because yeah. he had a woman writing with him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, he's so like my wife loves John, she's got a John Carpenter because of the female roles yeah, and he's yeah. no you know, they're not all beautiful women. He has normal looking women. Well yeah, and I want to talk to you about that. Yeah, remind yeah. me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, screenplay by John Carpenter, Deborah Hill, produced by Deborah Hill. Um starring uh, Donald Pleasance, Jamie Curtis, PJ Souls, and Nancy Loomis. We'll talk about those in a minute. Music, of course, as we've just talked about, but done by uh John Carpenter. Uh, release date was October the 25th, 1978. A lovely running time of 91 minutes. Oh, perfect. Perfect. It is. Perfect. It's a perfect running time for a film. Uh, the budget was round about 300000 That's just crazy. crazy. <laughs> That's uh, crazy. And it made £70 million at Ugh. the box office. Now, one of the reasons why it was so cheap, of course, was the fact that um, they got the actors to get their own clothes. They had a budget. But uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis's ca- uh, character, uh, her, all her clothes were bought from you know, JCPenney or something. Yeah. And when you look... Look at them for under a hundred dollars. And when you look, she does kind of look real bland. Again, the most important thing because that's the kind of clothes you would buy. Yeah, that's exactly. Always wearing caftans and, and yeah, stuff yeah, like. yeah. Um, okay, a little bit of brief bios and all the major people in this. John Carpenter. Uh, born January the 16th, 1948. So heading towards the big 70, which is amazing, right. in Carthage, New York. Um, his, his, his other known names, of course, is the horror master. He's been active since 1962. Um, I'm going to read out his directing credits here. No, 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 no it's, do you know, no, Rob Zombie, right, talked about this. He said, because Rob Zombie loves John Carpenter. Well, and yeah, he was he sat, remade, he? Yeah, yeah, and like, like I said, oh, I like the remake. Not really, but I do. I actually like it. Not anyway, bad. anyway. But he said, when you list these films like you're going to do now, yeah. name a director who's got so many great films. In oh, his, yeah. There's not many. Like, I know, I'm not talking about films that have done really well at the cinema or like no, well, no, I'm no, talking no, no. great films that you look back and think that's a great film. As we said many times before, just because it makes a shitload of money doesn't mean it's good. No, no, no. You know? That's where people got wrong these days. Phantom Menace, Alive, Avatar. Do you see yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I know what you mean. But like I said, just oh, it's no, because everything's like, you know, it's all about hype. Yeah, yeah, you've got to the, say the realistic to look at a film is it second week now. They yeah, say that's yeah. a good way to look because it'll drop off. And then and you'll get what if it's still up there, you think that's yeah, a good film. If it goes down to number eight, you know it's shit because well, word of mouth has been crap. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Star Trek Beyond, Suicide Squad, all of that, those kind of failings, didn't it? Where it dropped down. Although I can't comment, I've not seen either of those films yet. Oh, well, I like, uh, Star, so, I like Star Trek. Well, I've got an order on, but it's yeah, hard to really like it, So I'll just read through a, a couple of these. He's still he's still doing directing stuff now, um, but I think it's more to do with his music videos because you've got Escape from New York video short and Distant Dream video yeah. short. I think that's the music videos. Um, so he's done, of course, Ghost of Mars, Vampires. They weren't too bad. Escape from LA, Village of the Damned, In the Mouth of Madness, which I think is so underrated. It is. So underrated. Uh, Body Bags, that's a TV thing. Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Scott, yeah. <laughs> but this I is the... Wow, there you go. Look at the different, well, kind, look at the different kind of films there. Exactly. You wouldn't think he, he did that. Yeah, yeah, you know he just... <laughs> no, we didn't play it because the bit in there where he pulls his trousers down, yeah. isn't it? It's just one of the great Chevy Chase moments, isn't it? Uh, they Live, uh, Prince of Darkness, Big Trouble in Little China, Starman, Christine, The Thing, Escape from New York, The Fog, Elvis, a TV yeah, movie, because right. people forget Starder, uh, yeah. uh, Someone's Watching Me, which is a TV film, Halloween, The Sultan Precinct 13, Dark Star, another cracking film, yeah. uh, Gorgon, The Space Monster, these are the shorts he did. Before he got quite famous, uh, Gorgo versus uh, Godzilla, Saucer from Outer Space, Warriors of the Demon, Terror from Space, and Revenge of Colossal Beast. I have a sneak suspicion those were available on a box set. I think uh, I'm not 100 sure. And he's also got loads and loads of uncredited stuff like the Halloween Resurgence, Existence, um, yeah. Fear Three, the video game. Uh, it's just it, you can scroll and scroll and scroll. And Black yeah. Moon Rises did the screenplay for that. Um, Zuma Beach, Eyes of Lower Mars. Uh, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Resurrection of Bronco Billy, which is yeah. one of his first things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just an amazing character. That's not adding, of course, his musical scores. His oh, acting yeah. scores, he appeared yeah. in about 13 
uh, features. So, it was like a one-man film industry. Yeah. Uh, um, someone was outside the film industry. Mm. And looked bloody cool in the 70s. Well. Yeah, oh, yeah, they, 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 still like, cool now. He still looked cool now. You know, he still had his ponytail, little ponytail. Still going, don't, you know, obviously he's a bit more frail now. That's the thing that you notice. So he's yeah. really Because he never looked really young. He always looked quite old anyway, he didn't he? He always did look old. Like yeah. smoking yeah. and drinking. Yes. Uh, but he still looks super cool. Anyway. Uh, Donald Henry Pleasance, born 5th of October 1919 uh, in Worksop, Nottinghamshire, uh, sadly passed away on the 2nd yeah. of February 1995, aged uh, central of a heart attack. Which one of them actors he sort of grew up with. Absolutely. And also uh, one of those people as well who always comes across, he was in Escape from New York, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. But he was also in virtually every single Halloween film. Which is really weird. Do you want to know, is he, it, he do dies, you know it, the it interesting fact is why it was Donald Pleasance? Uh, it is one of the interesting facts in the thing, but please do feel. Is he going to be the one that you wanted, Peter Cushing? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And Christopher Lee. Yeah. yeah Peter yeah. Cushing would have been. I love Donald Pleasance. Peter Cushing would have been amazing. You would have got the Cushing finger. I don't know why he never did it. I don't know. Maybe it's because of the fact that he's very, very similar to Housing. Yeah, yeah. He would have been amazing. Uh, yeah, Donald Pleasance is amazing. Isn't it? There's no doubt he's amazing. Well, I think what Pleasance adds to this film is the fact that it's a little bit more kind of reserved throughout. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Not as theatrical. I think. Not the, theatrical. Yeah. Peter Cushing. We both love Peter Cushing. Yeah, yeah. Very, very theatrical man, oh, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, also as well, he comes across Donald Pleasant as something very, very eerie. Of course, he was Blofeld as well. Yeah, yeah. Everyone forgets that. But also, he comes across as very, almost like you think, I wouldn't want to trust him. But again, like everything, because he's a very good actor, he was apparently uh, one of the most pleasant, oh, wonderful, he? warm people you could ever meet. Oh, you know. uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, this was, of course, her film debut. Um, born uh, November 22nd, 1958. No. Although she's playing a teenager, yeah, there's always, she was uh, 20 years old. Her, um, the urban myth about being born a man isn't that? Do you know? Oh that yes, myth? no. I mean, that is going to school all the while, didn't it? I don't know where that comes well, from. It's because the fact she's got quite a strong. Yeah, yeah but there was a proper rumor about oh, that. Was, she was yeah, born yeah. a man born and everything, weren't that? But uh, I, I think she's uh, she's original uh, screen queen, isn't it? Yeah, and she's one. I think she she looks so beautiful in this film because she looks like a proper normal girl. Normal girl. I've always had this thing where I've always found the attractiveness in women just because they look they look nice and normal yeah yeah and she pulls it off she pulls off a teen really well she's 20 years old of course yeah. this was her uh, film David what brilliant acting in this film yeah. as well and you know what you know what you mentioned earlier on what you, the reason why your wife likes John Carpenter and I think what a lot of women do is the fact not only did he have a woman to write things, but the fact that the, the, uh, the, her character in this Laurie is so strong I mean all, the others all get killed pretty bloody easily and I know there is that subtext in this about virginity and yeah also about well, there like always that. is them I horror films but it's, just, it's just an unwritten thing with horror and, you know you go after the bad people that, you know, it's all yeah, about moral yeah. tablet you know that's just an old thing isn't oh, it yeah, yeah. but of course uh, yep yeah, she was uh, born in 1957 she'd been married to Christi- Christopher Guest uh, they've been married since 1984. Of course, uh, he's the fifth Baron uh, Hayden guest, who because uh, she's a lady, yeah, yeah. Lady <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. Her parents, of course, is Tony Curtis and Janet Lee. I yeah, mean, yeah. that's already, a pretty amazing. Now, Nick Castle uh, plays Michael Myers, actually known as the Shape in this film. Really. Uh-huh. Uh, now, Nicholas Charles Nick Castle Jr. was born uh, September the 25th, 1947. American screenwriter, film director and actor, of course, uh-huh. mainly known for this. Um, he also co-wrote Escape from New York with... Uh, oh, that's that amazing, isn't it? Tony Moran plays Michael Myers when he's unmasked. Yeah, that yeah. brief moment. Yeah. Now, the one, uh, one crazy fact is... On a, uh, a test audiences, or what people would say, what was the scariest moment in this film for you? A lot of people turn around and say, when you saw how grotesque his face looked when the mask came up. No. No. He, he, the, the actor turned around has a slight scar on his left <laughs> it's eye. It's all in your mind again it's now, isn't it? It's all in your mind, mind, mind again. A lot of people turn around and say one of the horrible bits in uh, Reservoir Dogs is when you see him cutting the ear you, off. No, you never see him. You never see it. You never see it. Okay, isn't it? Uh, Deborah Hill, I wanted to bring this up because I think she's so important oh, yeah. in film, in film history anyway, as well. Uh, born November 10th, 1950, sadly passed away March 7th, 2005, of, of cancer. She was a film producer, screenwriter, and she uh, was active from 72 to, to, to up to her sad death at the age of 54. Very important woman in, in um, film history. Now, I've not done what we normally do. I think we're going to start changing now as we like to change our format. I'm not going to no longer run for the film of how we do it. To because... be honest, I think Halloween, right? I, I like to think most people listen to this and saw Halloween in yeah. their life. So what it, I did... It's a very basic film. It's the first basic <laughs> film that every, every other slash of... I know people are going, and poor people shout out, oh, there's one called Black Christmas and all that. 
Forget all them. This is the first modern slasher film, and everyone since has been doing the same. Scream did it. It was the same. Well, Scream took the piss out of it. He was breaking it down, but yeah. all that comes from this film. So there's not a massive load of story. Yeah, and also, uh, I, don't, I don't really want to be doing that for future Waffles On as well, where we, I just, go for the back. Well, exactly. <laughs> just you know, <laughs> if you listen to this, the chances are that you hopefully, if you don't yeah. know the film, you want to go out only yeah, just no. because of our passion of talking about it, because we've always said we won't talk about anything no, we no, have no, no, no passion no, for. No, no, no. But what's the point? So what I did was, I watched it, I just made notes of things that really stood out. Yeah. Okay? The first thing is, right, the back door of the Myers house, you know, in the beginning where he's, the, he's as yeah. a young boy. Yeah, yeah. He, one, the window's open. Two, the back door's yeah, wide yeah, open. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why do you see? I, I don't know. Do you leave your back door open no. when you're upstairs uh, on the dump? Sorry? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I think he was talking about the wholesomeness yeah. of America because that first 10 minutes, I don't think there's ever been a better start to a horror film. A bigger shock in a horror film than that. No, no. In the at first all. finger, and it's not gore. Although there's a little bit of it when when they pull the the mask off him, there's a continuity fault, I think, because oh, okay, you see you see him pull the mask off on the floor. No, but you don't really see him pick the mask up and then run upstairs. No. He's wearing the clown's mask. But when they pull the mask off and really it's a kid. Yeah. yeah. The kid don't look that bothered no and I think that's what yeah, it, it's not yeah, it was and you think, oh, like, oh, no, hold on he looks quite normal yeah. and then the thing I was thinking the first thing in, I don't buy this the kid just looks like an, but no, and I think, that's the reason why he's not to later on I mean Loomis turns around and Donald yeah, yeah. says oh, you know the blackest of eyes uh, I spent what was it I spent seven years uh, trying to get through to him in a further six years trying to keep him locked inside yeah. and I think that's really weird and when they drive up to the nutter he's sorry to call it a mental no, asylum no, it's or what's I think it's so, just Patients walking around in the rain, and you could see the look on Lewis's yeah. face like, oh yeah. shit, how have well, they all got out? I, you know, it's like another thing that Rob Zombie talked about in this film. I talked about it a bit earlier, it's about stillness. Yes, it really is. Right? It, you know, you don't have to act a lot on film because every little movement you do is magnified. You don't have to move, you don't have to be Nicolas Cage, even though I love Nicolas Cage. I was watching that with his, the other day. With his <laughs> mega acting, and I'll, I'll have to admit, before you go, you can read The New Empire, there's a bit of him, him breaking down his own films. It's amazing. Oh, really? Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, but you don't have to be like that. It's the slight head movements, isn't it, that, that Jason does. It, not Jason. What's that bloody Jason then? Because yeah, Michael Myers. It's what he does, isn't it? It's the, like you said, it's that bit. It's the way there's people not doing a lot. Yeah, it's just sort of, wondering around in the rain and you think to yourself, no, we're not, we're not used to going on, on camping with the skates and everything like that. You've got, what, you've got a story about this, haven't you? Because you, you watched this on a little TV, didn't you? Yeah. Because oh, yeah, I used to always talk about uh, that. Yeah, uh, Halloween was the first horror film I ever saw and it was on a black and white small portable TV in the kitchen of a log cabin in the middle of a wood. Yeah, that's just the, <laughs> it's the best place ever to watch it. Though, it was isn't the mid eighties. Uh, I'd probably seen Halloween, but it was the, what, this is the first one that sticks into my head. And I was old enough to stay up. There was me, Paul Sixton, watching it. And I remember looking outside. Now I'd spent years ago going on camps talking about the, one of the classic, one of the classic ever stories on camp was about the young couple driving in a car, driving the road, the car breaks down, a bit like the beginning of like uh, Rocky Horror Picture yeah, Show. Yeah, yeah. The husband gets out to go and get it, and suddenly there's a police car pulls up and says, do, whatever you do, do not get out of your car, and she hears a banging on the top of the car, and she, she opens the door to see her husband's head being held yeah, by a maniac. It's a classic story. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is ironic, because this is exactly what happens. Now, when I watched Halloween, I was... It was the first film that really properly scared me. But it scared me, not because the film scared me, it was the environment you're in. And I think it's one of the things where... That's why horrors um, work better in an audience. It's better in an audience. But, do, but, do, you, but if you watch it at home, turn all the lights off. Yeah, yeah. Close the curtains. Get, don't, don't have no distraction. No distraction. We were talking about, don't look at your phone because it spoils horrors. It, it takes you out of it. Yeah, yeah, you, it really does. And like I said, it is a silly film. And like I said, you break it down, there's so many... But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's the imperfections that make it interesting. Exactly. It really is in film. Now, this is another thing as well. Now, clearly, this nurse who's a pain in the arse anyway, because she's got a real attitude on her, smoking in the cab. You could tell old Dr. Loomis is not happy about that. One, he gets out, he's thinking, oh, there's all mad people wandering around. And he knows that he's escaped. What's going on? Now, you see that bloke, well, who turns out to be Mike Myers, jumps on top of the thinker. You hear somebody, yeah, yeah. and there's loads of mental patients yeah, out yeah. on the top of your car. Would you, A, lock yeah. the door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. B, hide in the car. Two, wind the window down to have a peekaboo out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you I don't get, do it, do yeah. you? Yeah. 
But it, like I said, he's, he's like doing all the diction and all the things for horror to come. Well, it's funny because I think anybody who's, who's say, ten years younger than us, maybe five years younger than us, one of their first horror films that would have got into them, which, which created the rebirth of slasher films, was, of course, Scream. Scream's brilliant. And the great thing about Scream, especially Scream 1, one not one. only because one, one of my favourite actors, and he's not the greatest of actors, Matthew Lillard. Even though like, what has happened to Matt, he's in that box, whatever happened to Matthew Lillard, well, I don't know. I think he went into a lot of producing, I think uh, he did, I don't know. But, I mean, uh, the last thing I remember him was skunk, uh, uh, Punk. Uh, oh, uh, SLC Punk. SLC, which yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good film. I was madly into his shirts. Like he wore yeah, no, you'd be a bit of Matthew Lillard Yeah, really like Matthew Lillard. But what was good about that is that, of course, Scream highlighted everything that, that you look at now in other films. It's a bit like the reason why in James Bond... They couldn't bring Blowfat back because Austin Powers had took the piss out of it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The, thought, yeah, yeah. And Scream highlighted all the things you shouldn't do. Don't go out in the dark. You know, couldn't do it anymore. You can't so do you it. Can't do those no, no, you can't. You know, you you can't. It's just, look, look, you can if you're being ironic, but then it becomes something different. Then, than that. Like, so I love Scream, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not a scary film. It, it's sort of thrilling. and I watched it very, very recently. It's still a very funny film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the meta stuff in it, all the knowing is brilliant in it. Mm. I'm not so keen on the other ones. I watch them, but they're all right. But yeah, that first right. one is such a brilliant... Well, it's Wes Craven, isn't it? Wes Craven, he's yeah, one yeah. person who knows, knows what he's doing. I mean, yeah, who knew what he was doing. So yeah, one exactly. Like, I mean, there's loads of nods in that in screen with like the, he, Wes Craven himself playing the janitor wearing the, the yeah, Freddy yeah. shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that. I think the thing that doesn't help Scream is also the voice on the phone. Hey, Laurie, because of hey, Scaredy hey, Movie. Hey, that because of that, that snackered that. Yeah, knackered, it, isn't it? Um, when you when they go to the main place, right? Uh, <laughs> when you say speed kills and the car suddenly stops. Yeah. Look, when you see the, the filming locations, well, you notice that there's loads of leaves because it's meant to be autumn. Because awesome, yeah. it's meant to be Halloween. Yeah. But if you look at the trees, they're all green. Oh, so nice all, all the leaves on the floor there, yeah. are props. This was before they had the money to like so can cover them up, didn't exactly. they? <laughs> so what they did, they made their own leaves. Like all the leaves, and then had to pick them all up <laughs> to refill. Oh man, yeah, but that kind of filmmaking must have been brilliant doing it. Oh, yeah, all yeah, in it yeah. together, just together. doing it, exactly, just yeah. doing it, yeah. Now we were saying earlier on about it was again what you were saying earlier on about the, the, the great thing about this film is the, the, the stillness of it, and what the shape really does really well is the actor in it. Of course, the one bit where you see him, people say he stands out of the hedge. No, he doesn't. He's standing there yeah. by the hedge, yeah. and then steps back. It, in. He's a, it's just it's nothing. It's a nothing That's scene, but there's something unworldly about it. Yeah, just, yeah, isn't yeah, that? Yeah. I think like is it a bit like Leatherface? Mm. and uh, like humongous in Mad Max 2 that the perfect body shape for that and there's something about being a, a big hulking man yeah, yeah, that's yeah. scary and you know in the remake of uh, Halloween he's about 8 foot oh really yeah and I, I know do you not think that people hated that yeah. but like, but I will talk about it. you know basically it's, it's Right. The thing I don't like about this film is the is the ending, but we'll get round to that later on. And what Rob Zombie was doing was oh, he wanted to extrapolate on that ending with it being otherworldly. Because you know, know, I love the ending of this. No, you see, I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. so we'll there, talk, we'll yeah, talk we'll talk about that. Right, we'll talk about that. Right. All right. Um, so, I mean, the, the funny thing is as well that uh, it's funny you now when you rewatch to dissect how you can't because you're having to do a job. Uh, and you suddenly realise I never I always took it for granted and it's stupid of me because you see him jump on the car in these white gang yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Loomis finds the car not being not being the perfectly nice person he just doesn't even bother to look for the mechanic who's clearly <laughs> now naked yeah, he's yeah. wearing that mechanic out yeah, yeah. which of course you always think it's a boiler suit it's not a boiler suit because that's that's obviously Jason Villar. but he's wearing like a Gary Jane yeah, 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 yeah. so he's already uh, yeah. got that kind of stranding with the white mask which of course we all know yeah, the that the white mask is the Shatner mask uh, from Star Trek was with this the money wearing it so that could go in the last exactly. minute, it? But again, I, I kept I, again. I don't remember. Right, I was thinking. Oh, he was always wearing that mask. Of course, there's a bit where he, Loomis meets the cop for the first time, and it's because. Um, yeah, the, yeah. The, the hardware store's been broken into and all they've stolen is a Halloween mask yeah, yeah. so it's already told you straight away it's all given you it's just that like I never really picked up on it oh no look I it's like, you're right then, when you're watching it for a different reason you do take more in yeah. I know this from your film course that it makes you look at films and you've actually got to think about what you're watching hmm. and why is that scene going into that scene and all that scene don't work yeah We've, you know, in a way, it can ruin them as well. It does, actually, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. In a way, sometimes you should just watch it as a film. Yeah. Don't worry about the imperfection, you just watch it, but you can't really do this. That'd be really dull, wouldn't it? No, it would have been dull, yeah. <laughs> uh, again, we see the show, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, Laurie's obviously seen this kind of, like, bloke 
following her around. And she does really well there because it would scare me out. But the fact that, and I think it's the scariest bit in the film, where she looks out of the bedroom window and he's just standing oh, no. there it's with, a the weird... <laughs> yeah, it's... with the clothes line, with the clothes line, and yeah. then she looks back and looks again, and he's gone. Yeah. And to me, that is because we've all done it, and it could be like a reflection in yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. And you look, or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and the whole thing, like again, saying earlier on about when I first saw this film was in a wood. You know, I lived opposite a cemetery for twenty odd years. I mean, you know, there was nothing ended wrong in the cemetery, right? The dead ain't going to hurt no, you. No, no, it's no, a, really it's about the strange cemetery. living people in the cemetery. <laughs> but you could walk through there knowing there's no one in there, but your eyes will play tricks on you. Yeah, yeah. And it's your own imagination. Again, that's what's so nice about uh, this kind of horror. I find this kind of horror, the eeriness, the silentness, the stillness of it, more horror than the, the any gore. other film. Oh, yeah, than the gore. Gore's not, oh, I love gore, but it's not scary. No. It is when you're a little kid, when you first well, see it. I think there's, it depends how it's done. We're not going to talk about it but like the walking the other thing did really well with, with yeah, that, no, no, that's disturbing. but you know the only the only other thing that I found really horrific and it's not a horror film was the curb biting scene in American History yeah, was yeah. it American History yeah, it yeah. was wasn't it that because not only was the sound of it really bad but you can imagine and that, that French one as well so that was right, oh. irreversible oh god with the fire extinguisher the fire fucking it's unnecessary that is that even for me who never turns away from anything when I watch that that's unnecessary you know, I own that film yeah and I, yeah. I sold it to Lars <laughs> did he watch it I told him it was a romance <laughs> well, so sort of. he watched it it sort of is a real <laughs> And he just came to work next day and went, bastard. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a really horrible. I know it was baiting the critics and everything, but it's a really horrible film. Yeah, and they it's really horrible. horrible. It's got um, a horrible rape. And now again, you see with Laurie, you know, you see the shape when he's, she's in a school standing by a car and then he goes away. You know, all these kind of things. Now, there is a weird bit where Loomis is taking blow and, and he goes to find the grave and the gravestone's gone. Yeah, yeah. Now, so does that mean he was deliberately going there to, to kind of like deliberately on this day because Loomis knew he had a feeling that something was going to happen. You see, this is the bit that makes sense. Now, but if you, I've got a commentary on this where Carl talks about all this stuff. He said, basically, but he it was cool. Oh, right, really? There's nothing wrong with that then. Look, Tarantino's done Tarantino, that I've got no, he said he wants you to see him like that. Does it make any, does this film, if you had it up, make any sense? No. Yeah. No. no, no, no. Also, no, I no. loved the bit the, as well where... The ages are all wrong as well. Yeah, everything's that, wrong, but it doesn't matter. There's a great bit where Loomis is standing there talking to the sheriff and he looks one way and the car goes that way yeah. and as he turns around, the car goes past him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's sort of like such a Scooby-Doo man. But yeah. I love that yeah, because yeah. it's sort of like the character has got the border. Also, and I know he does mention this as when he gets angry with the guy at the, me- the, the mental home. Yeah. How does he know where to drive? No, no, yeah. Right, no. but he turns around because I suppose he learned in here as well, didn't he? Yeah, and so I love that because obviously Carpenter's gone shit. He's, yeah, he's been in here since yeah, he's yeah. five. Yeah, How's yeah. he drove a car? Yeah, it's like in this <laughs> film. If you if you've got, like I said, I'm, I'm, you can get a really good 4K transfer. This from America, right? Oh, and right, if you watch it on the 4K, you can see all these cigarette smoke all the way through it. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, I noticed a bit. It's all the yeah, way through it. it. So oh. if you see the 4K version. There's two things about 4K that's supposed to... There's also, if you get the 4K version of the thing, right? Yeah. This is very interesting for any Carpenter fans out there, right? You know, you don't know at the end who the... You don't know. You yeah. don't know who Charles or if one of them is yeah. the thing. Or the producers put a glint in the, the alien's eye. Ah. And on the 4K, you can see which one of them's got a glint in their oh, eye. Really? It was for the... So the editors would know how to do editing all through well, the film. Well, there was meant to be two, two endings for that, but Car- they, Carpenter told them they had actually filmed yeah. I don't want to see. I don't want to And he was meant to be like yeah. that. Uh, McCready is not the one. But um, he told them they filmed that and he hadn't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know. But like I said, if you look on this 4K, because there's loads of smoke oh, on the DVD. Oh, you can see loads of smoke because he wouldn't put his cigarette out. <laughs> <laughs> now, the little kid constantly seeing the boogeyman always yeah. is a great thing because you know they're not going to believe him. And that's the nice thing on the extras of your DVD, which I watched all last night. It's oh, got the actor who played Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Well, so it's a really good DVD. It's the dead dog. When he kills the dog. Yeah. How did they do that? Because the dog's leg... I mean, was that a dead yeah. dog or was that a false dog? Because the dog's legs just dropped down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I think it's a prosthetic. I think... I think yeah. yeah, I think so. I'm not 100% sure. It's on the commentary. I can't remember. Oh. It was. It was a commentary. And did you notice what film they're watching? In, they're watching two films in this film. The first film that they're watching? No, I don't. Is The Thing? The Thing, yeah. And what, The original 50s Yeah, the, the, uh, the Harry Hawks one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And the other film? No, no, was that? Got Leslie Nielsen in it? I, um... Uh, forbidden Planet, yeah, isn't it? Forbidden Planet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, the first death, of course, is in the car, having the neck cut. That's a classic cut. Classic death in that. Again, no, you kind of think, 
Oh, you know, she's running out just in her pants. So again, that's done later on in, in Scream. Scream, yeah. Now, the dude turns up, right? This couple turn up, right? Irritating, most irritating couple in the world. In the world. So you kind of think, yeah, that you know they're going to die. Hopefully it'll be bloody quick. Yeah. One, he gets out of the car. What's he do? Leaves the car door open. Who, yeah, who does that? Yeah. And where does that car go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. The Simpsons always do it as well. They're always yeah. taking the piss out of that stuff. Now, that dude with the glasses, he shags that girl. Yeah. Right? He's a bit of a... Yeah, don't have, basically, don't have sex. Don't have sex. In someone else's house as well. Yeah, yeah. Am I the only person... Not only that, are they shagging in someone else's bed? Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Smoking away. Yeah. <laughs> drinking the beers. Yeah, no, right? yeah. And then he gets killed, and I do love the fact. Well, there you go, right? And it, as he stabs him through the stomach and holds him up there, not too sure how a knife can hold him up there. Yeah. But again, what you were saying, the way the shape just stands there and slowly. Yeah, it's that. It's like looking like a child would. Yeah, he's trying to work out what what they've done. Yeah. Is it? Oh, he's going to be dead. Yeah. Like like someone said, it's a bit like when you see a little kid with a dead rat or something kind of thing yeah. poking at the poking it going, it's really interesting yeah yeah, yeah. knows he's dead it's but childlike it's... curiosity yeah, yeah, yeah wonderful really wonderfully done I love the fact that he dresses up as a ghost and puts the glasses on yeah I love that he's yeah, gone yeah, to yeah. the piggy zone not only that because in, in the scary movie yeah yeah he's yeah. got a massive boner in it that's the fucking thing yeah. in that but what? what I really like about that he's actually gone to the trouble as yeah, well yeah, yeah. cutting the eyes out yeah 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 and, but still keeping the mask yeah, on yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we then get the next death, uh, death by telephone wire. Uh, well, obviously the woman gets killed. Well, so um, even the death, so you read it out, ain't that violent, really? No, no, that, no, in no, the no. scale of things. No. So they all get killed. But then what is real is you get the body laid out on the bed. So of course, Lobby finds the body laid out on the bed, which is really scary because he's his sister. Yeah, yeah. The body falling out the wardrobe, or it looks hanging there like that, swinging. Mm. And then she turns around and the other body's stuffed in there. Not only has he been pretty quick tidying up there, mm. right, but that is all those three things to see is pretty fucked up man for her to see that do you know what I mean and again wonderfully wonderfully acted by <laughs> um, Jamie Lee Curtis and then when she gets slashed yeah, that, she that. falls down a step now I don't think that's a stunt person doing that no, no, I, think I, don't think it, it, I don't think they could afford it no nah. now her scene where she sort of you know gets the balls to fight back it's brilliant <gasps> man yeah. it, it, you know it makes sense about it the bit with the with the Urko tanga, it's ridiculous because it's an amazing shot she's got there. But it doesn't matter. Well, one, one, <laughs> which really annoys you, once she gets in the house, right, one, at this point where she, i got to say, she loves cracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. But she gets Huge into the flat <laughs> Yeah, I actually more of the... Uh, <laughs> but it got tight jeans on. Anyway, uh, we do I say, women, women, women. But anyway, she gets in the house, she's all happy, and then she sees the window open, again, yeah. with the window <laughs> yeah, open. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she stabs him in the neck with that knitting needle. Absolutely awesome. And yeah, and, and I can only imagine that in the 1978, if you're in the cinema, you go, no, don't just sit back. Don't yeah, yeah. stab him again. Yeah, stab him, stab him, stab him. Yeah, that's what <laughs> Jump on his face yeah, and stab him a hundred times in his face. Because <laughs> that's what you do. Stop on his head. I love the heavy breathing. In. That's yeah. really, that is really good. Then she gets into the cupboard. Now, this is the one thing I do have a little bit of annoying thing here. She's in the cupboard. You uh, saw him earlier on, waltzing out, carrying that body yeah, quite yeah. easily. He's broken. It's a very flimsy door, this. Right. How come he can't open that yeah, door? Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a... But, as you say, cracking shot in the eyeball. It's an amazing yeah. shot, isn't it? Just oh, happens, even though he's fucking ginormous. Oh, she's sitting down. How on earth is... But it doesn't matter. Right. But then, I put here, Lonnie pops him in the eyeball with the hanger, then stabs him in the chest. In brackets, don't drop the damn knife, Lonnie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, she drops the knife. Yeah, yeah. And you think, no, no, no. But, but what's really good is the fact that you got... When the shape... And it's brilliant because it's quite hard to sit up like that without moving Every, your legs. Everyone oh loves that God. shot. If you've got enough fan sites, they love that shot. That's it's so the favourite shot and of the then film. And music called the hanging music was yeah. like, dun dun. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. And Lewis comes in and shoots him at least six times. Yeah. And then, of course, he's got, and, goes, and Lewis turns around and goes, uh, was it the bogeyman? He goes, in fact, this time it was. And then, so we've got the ending there where you see him land down there and Lewis looks over and the body's gone. Don't now, I love that because the fact you're looking, you're thinking, Hold on a minute. He's had a netting needle yeah, through his he's head. Not really. He's been he's stabbed not, yeah. through the eyeball. He's shot him six times. And Loomis has just turned around and said, yeah. it's the bogeyman. Yeah. And so I love that. But you know Carpenter never wanted it. No, really. So no, he wanted that? his buddy dead. It was right. meant to be a one-off film, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said, yeah, it did so well, right, on the test things. He said, we want you to want a sequel. Yeah. And he said, we'll give you... I, mean, I think he was paid loads of money to do that second one. So 
He thought, what can I do? I know, I'll have him disappear where he's obviously superhuman. Oh, right. That's yeah, the I, thing. I, I, I the mystique kind of thing. Yeah, like the, you don't know, but he said he, he was never meant to be a normal person, dead, and she won. She He wanted it, she won. Yeah. I beat you. I can we fight didn't you. We did though. Loomis beat him. Yeah, but it's such a minor, because I think cause I don't really like any of the other Halloween films. Like we talked this no, earlier. No, no. On their own, they're okay, but compared to this, Halloween 2's crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three's good. Halloween, Halloween 2, like I said to you the other day, well, earlier on, Halloween 2, right... Oh, it's, it follows on virtual directly. Yeah. But then you suddenly find out that actually old Michael Marge is actually originally Laurie's sister because you find out she's actually yeah. kind of like uh, adopted. It was all added up. I mean, I think it get, it, you know, and especially the, you know, it's like in H2O. Yeah. where it's 20 bloody years later mm. and he's still coming back for her. It yeah. don't make and any sense. He got set on five in two. Yeah. Loomis dies in two. Yet for some reason he comes back again. Because yeah. he... <laughs> I think it's the worst excesses of horror in the 80s. The idea of this, it become a joke. And that's why when you tell a lot of people now, oh, them jokey crap ones where there's about Halloween 10 or something. Forget all them. Yeah. Just take this film on its own. Nightmare when I answer that. Funny enough, I got, a, uh, I got sent a picture from uh, Donna on her phone, our friend Donna, saying, can you guess where I am? And I looked, and I knew they were in Texas, and he was clearly the grassy knoll. Oh. So I turned around and said, oh, hold on. He goes, has Pete got an interesting view from, from a really strange angle? The next photo I got was from this... The, the, the depository. depository. Brilliant. And, and he was can... saying, actually, no, you can see, you could do it. But what... what um, uh, I knew, but I never really thought about it at the time, and I did know this, and thankfully I was Donna sent me a message back and saying... Is Nightmare on Elm Street based on this? And I went, yeah, West Craven got the name because it's, it's Elm Street. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. And the reason why I called it Nightmare on Elm Street was really because when Kennedy died, it was just to prove that, in essence, nightmares can happen on Elm Street. And that's why it's called Nightmare on Elm Street. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I did Because Nightmare on Elm Street is one of my all-time favorite Yeah, yeah, films. it's great, it's great. I love it. I love it. don't like the others. No, oh, no. no, actually, I do. Dream, Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. Um, so that's that uh, yeah the one thing you mentioned earlier on the role of Dr. Lewis was offered to Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee both declined the part due to the low pay although Lee would later tell John Carpenter himself that declining the role was his biggest mistake yeah in his it would have been brilliant like, like I said it would have been brilliant in it mm. but you know the interesting thing I know you know when the first show he didn't have that music on it he had like a proper score oh, really? done by the studio and, uh, and when he, he sat in the back and people weren't scared so he went to the producer and said, this ain't working. Mm. And he went and worked with his, his, his band he had at the yeah. time. But for, I mean, three days, he knocked that off, showed him people were scared, that people screaming. Yeah, because of all, I think there's 12 or 13 tracks on the actual soundtrack. Yeah. And virtually all of them are exactly the same. It, well, it, you know, well, it shows how much music means. Well, it's, you don't need a lot do you? All you need to do is go ding, 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 ding. And that's it, really. Mm. Um, so we have one comment on our, our Facebook page from Sam Lewis. Uh, My standout memory of this film at a certain point when Myers is stood outside the house watching from behind a hedge. He's kind of crouched down and when he slowly strains his legs to stand up there's a bit of music classic of horror that sort of screechy scratchy violin sound I guess anyway that was obviously intended to and undoubtedly has frightened the wits out of its audience for decades it just makes me laugh at Michael Myers creaky knees yeah 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 <laughs> but I think it shows you how much uh, it, it, it sticks in people's minds like I said it, I hope there's some people out there I, I, I would have thought most people out there so this, but I hope there's people out there who don't, you know we've probably got people who don't like horror or whatever mm. but just uh Let's pause a moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's one of the... I'll be back, by the way. Um, mm. a, a brief pause. Oh. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of them... If, if you've never seen it, hopefully you'll want to go out and... It's a, uh, it's a shame. It, so. it, to me, it should be on the telly tonight, shouldn't it? Oh, and Halloween. Look at all them channels. Oh, yeah, I should point out that this is near enough a live show because I've yeah. already done the... I've got six audio edits lined up. That's nerd talk. Uh, and I'm going to slot this straight in, put the music in, try it, and this should be released about an hour after we finish recording. Ooh. Possibly the liveliest show we've ever done. Uh, apart from last, uh, our special bonus episode that we had, that me and Pete did, which I do apologise for the sound quality, went on a little bit of that. I had to cut about 40 minutes. Hey? Yeah, on about that. Right? Uh, I think it was the sat-nav uh, um, just kind of interfering with it. So I do apologise for the noise. But he was free. He, we didn't lose any episodes. It's a bonus episode, Cal. <laughs> no. <clears throat> You've all been waiting for. <laughs> Are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? I've had a lot of requests as well that we do a bonus show. I was just reading out Rob K's emails. I'm not giving... I'm not, this is not the Rob K podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. So who knows? You might get a bonus one of them. Here we go. <laughs> now again, I haven't read these. You haven't read it? I've read a little at the start of it, but then I said to you, shall I read it? And you said no, so I haven't. Are you ready? Hello, Waffles. (laughs) How is yous and 
Mad Dog Face Kelly. I takes my dog for a walk tonight and an old man comes running out of his house and shouts at me saying that I did a shit in his wheelies bin. <laughs> I drove to the shops in my mum's car and I buy some Surin malt loaf. When I comes out of the shop, I wanks to my mum. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I comes out of, comes out of shop. I wanks to mum's car and sees that there is a big crack in her back bumper of her car. It's a, it's a nice red car. I think, oh no, this is bad. So I am on the ground rubbing her bumper to try and fix it. Someone behind me says, excuse me. So I moves out of the way while still rubbing. She says, excuse me again. And I turns and sees an angry woman looking down at me. There's an old woman with her and she looks angry too. She asks what I'm doing to her car. It wasn't mum's car. It was a totally different red car. Mum's car was somewhere else in car parks. I say sorry and say that I noticed a crack and thought it was my car. She asks me to stop rubbing her car and the old woman shouts that I crashed into the car and breaks her bumper. They were so angry and they stand on my sovereign malt loaf when they try to get me off their car. I walks over to the car park looking for mum's car and they follows me, shotting at me that I have to pay for their car. I find it half an hour later and drives away. I tries to eat malt loaf, malt sowing, but it was all squished with footprint in it. Oh, he's planning for Halloween's and he's going to York with my friends Goosey and... Fucking <laughs> Goosey. Oh, yeah. Insect feet. No, no. No, it's not insect feet. No. <laughs> and he's going to York with my friends Goosey and Johnny Elbow. <laughs> Johnny Elbow? That's so funny, <laughs> We are going to go in fancy dresses. We can't decide if we go as three of the Ghostbusters or the human centipede. <laughs> as you've seen the new Ghostbusters with the women in it, it eats dog shit. It, it, it no fanny at all. Really, really bad. <laughs> I have seen a lot of rubbish films this year. Zoolander 2 was the worst thing I have ever seen. And Superman and Batman's was poop. And that films with Hunger Games woman selling mops made me wish I had no idea. Oh, no eyes. I think it was called Mop. <laughs> Mad Dog asks me to write him a romantic glove poem okay, for okay. him. I am writing it now Ooh. and I send it tomorrow's. So you have two emails to read this moth on the shows. Here we go. Hello, Waffles. You said in the past that my spelling isn't very good, so I wrote the first half of this on Mum's Apple iPad, so I shouldn't have any mistakes in the first half, as it uses an auto automation cock rocket. <laughs> she says she likes it, and I should give it a try. I am not very good at poems, so Goosey helps me, and we wrote it before Radio Control Car Club started tonight. It's like a mad world, it is, isn't it? We saw... We saw a man tonight we've not seen since we were in school. He got suspended for bringing his dad's best hammer in and playing Mallet's Mallet with some of his school friends after watching Timmy Mallet on television. He's a loony. This is my poem for the Mad Dog. What? The Mad Dog poem. Oh, no. My lovely Mad Dog has ginger hairs on his head and he wiped away my tears when Michael Jackson was dead. (laughs) When I was applying for a job and my pencil went snappy, Mad Dog gave me his penis and it made me feel happy. I I walks the dog and sees the man who calls me piss teeth. But when I get home to Mad Dog, he has made me some beef. Mad Dog looks a bit like the man from Crystal Maze, but with ginger hair and tash. And he dresses like Kurt Russell in tangos and cash. <laughs> That's amazing. He's a special boy. There That's you go. That's amazing. Rob, Mad- thank you very much. That's amazing. <laughs> So there we go. There we have it. Rob K, a special poem for you. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed that. Oh, that was lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Made yeah. me feel all warm inside. Uh, for Christmas, Rob, we'd like a Christmas mistletoe poem, uh, if you can manage it. A Christmas, yeah, yeah. Just a, Christmas. a Christmas tone. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> um, so that's it. That's the end of the podcast. Uh, what are we do? Do we know what we do next month? No, we'll make it up as we get money on it. We'll make it up. I think we haven't got an idea for Christmas yet. We don't, have we? No, we haven't. Have we done Die Hard? 
We'll come up with some really good Christmas uh, Christmas bump. Maybe Christmas anyway. vacation or <laughs> we've done that, haven't we? Have we done Christmas vacation? I can't remember. I anymore. watched it. No, because I don't. No, we've watched that. Because I didn't. I end didn't home alone. Didn't I end it on? Uh, if I had a rubber hose, I'd beat you. Didn't yeah, I yeah, yeah. We have done. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, don't know. We'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about it this week. Yeah, and we'll put it on Facebook. Anyway, this is going live in our time. Happy Halloween, everybody, and uh, we hope you have a spooky day. Bye. If you would like to voice your opinions in written or vocal form, then please do email the lads at waffleonpodcast at gmail dot com and await your views to be aired and then royally torn apart or praised. If you stalk the internet and hide in such social networks as Facebook then why not join the group page? It's easy to do. Just type Waffle on Podcast in the search bar, find the page, and join. This has been a Waffle on Production. Copyright Simon Mettings and Mark C. Kelly. Be seeing you.